Jeez. All right. Man. Not too much. There's a, there's a pretty good amount of stuff to talk about today, mostly in the basketball world. Saturday night pod. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a rare occasion. Yeah, we typically go Monday, Friday, but, you know. Sometimes you got to get one out, yeah. It's been a crazy week for us, so. More or less. We have an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, still, what, what do we got today? Yeah, you know, we got we got Harden playing his first game. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, some more other NBA stuff about the Nuggets, some other teams, um, some interesting news around an MJ rookie card that, that's relevant. A um, little bit of football, DeMar DeRozan. You know, we're going to bounce around. Might be a short one today, but yeah. we'll, we'll, make, we'll make the most out yep. of it. Yep. But um, anyways, where, where should we start? Should we start with James Harden? Yeah, so made his, his Sixers debut the other day. Um, I, so, f- you know, the, there's a small sample size, but so far it looks like they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, uh, didn't, they, didn't they blow out a team last night? Or like, they, they had a very strong fourth yeah, quarter? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know Harden's first game, he had like 30-something. Um, and then last night, like you said, so I mean, Embiid was my MVP. I think DeRozan's kind of pushing that a little bit, but uh, that definitely shakes up the East a little bit, especially when it's so close right now. I mean, Embiid was uh, delighted by, by that. Yeah, I mean, I think he partially he was just trying to throw some shots at Simmons, but he said it was the most wide open he's ever been. I can believe that a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's still pretty early in this relationship, more or less. So there's, there's still a lot to be said. I think if you're in the East, the Sixers just got a whole lot more interesting. You think um, Embiid is certainly happy, happy to have him there, or he was he was outwardly he's, he's at least making it seem like he, he is. He's making it seem yeah. like he's pretty happy. I to mean, have him. it's it's hard not to be given the the last guy wasn't really playing and was afraid to shoot. So I'm sure it's a nice change of pace to have somebody out there who's uh you know willing to go out there and score, put yep, ease saying, the pressure. He's saying he's the most wide open he's ever been in his life. Prob- could be true, honestly. Could be true. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a C's guy, but I've always considered the Sixers to be number two. So now they're kind of excited to watch again. Maybe I'll get back into Sixers basketball. Do uh, wait. So you're you're a Celtics fan and a 76ers? No, fan? Really no. Well, sense. I'm not really a Sixers fan, but when it was like the process, like I enjoyed watching them. So I have a little bit of an affinity for them right. in the East, at least. I like I will be paying attention. You know? Right, right, yeah. right. Well, do you think they you think they gave up too much to get Harden? No, not at all. I mean, you have a Who? disgruntled guy there. Well, who they they gave up like Seth Curry, yeah, and a couple other, and like I think maybe Drummond guys. too. Isn't Drummond on that team? Probably no. I have no clue. I mean, dude, I can't. I don't even know who's playing on the Nets. Kyrie's playing tonight, so that's good for them. Yeah. I guess, but excuse me. I think Kyrie will be back pretty soon. Actually, the um, vaccine thing's like getting lifted. Time? Yeah, I think it's going to get lifted in a few weeks, and so he'll be he'll be back to play. Kyrie's, I think he's, Kyrie's been lobbying. Yeah, I think he'll only be able to play like what eight games, but. All those count. I think KD's come back next week, too. So, I mean, the East playoffs, in my opinion, are a whole lot more interesting than the West as of now. But well, obviously, the Nets kind of turned it around. They they got themselves back into eighth, I believe. They're like 30. Yeah, they, after they slid for a little bit. Um, but regardless, uh, well, in, in other kind of, you know, basketball, I guess, Nets related news, they also got Drogic the other day. Um, saw that. Was yep. he, was, I didn't realize he. I mean, dude, last time I saw him, he was on the Heat. But I, believe, I know yeah. he went to the Spurs for a little bit. Mm. And then I guess he's he's been he's been mulling up. News to me, too, man. But I'm, I'm hoping for him the best. Uh, him and Nash, former teammates, actually. So that's pretty interesting. Really? Yeah. They played together on the Suns back in, oh, like, that, that's late, late 2000s, early 2010s. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Drogic is a big uh, answer there. But maybe, maybe he'll help. I mean, maybe, him. yeah. I think he was, I mean, dude, he was like the... 
kryptonite for the Celtics back oh, in Oh, I know. Well, I'm happy he's not in Miami anymore. Miami's playing well, too. But um, did you see uh, Ty Lu the other day? So the Lakers lost to the Clippers in kind of poor fashion. Melo took, like, a super deep shot, was trying to game it at the, the time. Overall, the, the whole – I mean, there was one point where there was two coaches' reviews back and forth that took 13 minutes long. Between the two of them, longer than longer than a quarter. That's not good for the game. No, um, but regardless, you know, Melo tried to take the game-winning shot. Unfortunately, it didn't drop. But at the end of the game, Ty Lue basically said that uh, he prepared more. Like he, they, they weren't worried about the Lakers' game plan. They just worked on themselves at practice, basically. Which I kind of like as a quote. I think more coaches should just go out and say, like, you know, we we worked on the things that we weren't very good at, as opposed to like, oh yeah, we were studying them them really hard, you know. Tyler's a good coach. I think so. He he doesn't really get the respect that he deserves, but you know, I think he's a great coach. I think it's always tough uh, being a former LeBron coach. You know. Yeah, yeah, you got to shake that stigma. I mean, and it doesn't help that Paul George and Kawhi are are more or less absent. Yeah, no, seriously. And uh, I don't know when they're expected to come back, but I mean, in terms of LeBron coaches, what like whatever happened to David Blatt? Or uh, who was that guy? Um, who was the guy who coached? Uh, who was his like first coach? Mike Brown. It could have been Mike Brown, yeah. Well, Mike Brown went on to be a Warriors assistant, then got a head coaching gig somewhere, I think. I feel like he was a Knicks coach, but I could be completely making that up. But um, I guess in, you know, the the team also to watch now, or at least the, the new duo to watch is in New Orleans, the Mc, uh, C.J. McCollum era, more or less. C.J. and Ingram. Duo, Ingram? So, yeah, C.J. and Ingram. Have they been playing well? Yeah, they've actually been playing fairly well together. I don't know. I mean, I can check really right now where they are in the, the standings. But the few I watched the, a little bit of the game, and I think they kind of appreciate having somebody out there like you know, like CJ. Um, the Pelicans right now are in twelfth, so they're they're honestly not far out from the play-in. Like the Blazers are in the play-in right now, and their team's not all that. Chauncey's coaching for his life. The Lakers are ninth. Lakers are ninth. Yeah. Dude, if they if they miss the playoffs, they've got some real uh, thinking to do. LeBron should have some real thinking to do. Oh, I think I think he he clears house. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm if they they're probably I imagine regardless of what happens, they'll probably fire Vogel after this year. Oh yeah. Regardless of where they finish, because they're certainly not going to win the whole thing. And, and, and they're going to explore the idea of getting rid of AD, which actually something interesting about AD. Back when Kyrie was coming on the seas, he tried to recruit Anthony Davis. Apparently, I remember that. yeah. And I guess they had a, a bit of a falling out or something, and didn't end up working out. Kind of glad they didn't end up coming, because I think that would included moving Tatum and Brown or one or the other. But what could have been? Maybe you'll see AD in in, in Brooklyn. You know what? I can see that. I feel like he he wouldn't go to a small market, maybe uh, Miami or a Brooklyn. Could see him in New York, but they're not all that. Um, return to New Orleans potentially, no but way. I kind of doubt that. Yeah, after all that work to get out of there, maybe Clippers. I don't know. Yeah, Chicago. Probably. Actually, he's from Chicago. Chicago would be a good fit. Chicago actually, would make a lot of sense because yeah. I he I think I bet the Lakers are probably sick of him. Always hurt. I mean. Wish him the best, but yeah, they're probably ready to, to move on however they can. Has he always, always been hurt? Or was that like, is that like a new thing? Granted, I didn't really pay attention much when he was in oh, New Orleans. Oh, that was probably, I mean, honestly, that was when he was balling out, but I think it's always been kind of a thing, more or less. Um, well, in terms, let's talk about uh, DeMar DeRozan really quick. He just had his eighth straight MVP. Eighth straight. I, w- I know I was saying Embiid was MVP, but I, I think upon further reflection, it's Demar Derozan. Well, Embiid, well, not Embiid. Derozan just had his eighth straight, eighth straight thirty-five point game. He joins an elite club. I, I mean, I think the Bulls' record, obviously, MJ said it. I want to say it's at ten games. 
and that's a hell of a record to break. Fifty points in ten games—that's pretty crazy. Yeah, at uh, least that. At least that, yeah. I mean, that's a hell of a record to break if he makes it. Um, and they're still number one or two, if I remember correctly. I know the Heat are. I think the Heat might be number one now, but they're they're definitely up there. Um, and then and I know we're, we're we're jumping around here, but the TV ratings came out for some of these teams. Um, the bottom of the bunch was the Denver Nuggets. And I don't know really what these TV ratings kind of entail necessarily, but they were at 0.19, which was the lowest in the league. And if I... That's terrible. Oh, yeah. Just for, for reference, right? So they're at the lowest at 0.19. And the highest is the Warriors at 7.63. And so the average rating... I don't know how it's calculated. I imagine it's like views per or whatever, but... Denver's wasting this opportunity. You got like arguably the biggest star on your team ever, and nobody's watching. I mean, maybe there's this excuse of like illegal streams or however which other way to watch it, but that'd be a lot of that. That'd be that'd be everyone. Yeah, that'd be everyone choosing not to watch it on the local station. Yeah, maybe there's like maybe there's been like severe cable outages in Denver. Maybe I mean they're they're lower than the Orlando Magic, and no offense to Orlando, but you know. They don't have a Jokic on their team. Yeah, I mean, they're they're the people are saying they're wasting their they're wasting their golden age of of TV potential. No, they're not they're not uh, watching Jokic. Jokic ball is not hitting. Um, but the ball that is hitting actually, and I know there's uh, I don't know how, how many people are just now starting to pay attention to March Madness because it's it's coming up. But Providence, interestingly enough, is kind of hooping. What are they, like ranked 13th in the country? Last I saw it was 11th, but that was before they, uh, their last couple games, so that, that could have changed. Um, but they're going to be kind of the, the team I'll be paying attention to come this tournament. Usually there's that one that kind of just like, oh, I didn't know they were that right. good. Uh, and usually, I mean, I try to watch in the beginnings of the seasons, and especially with this being Coach Case last year, like I've tried to pay attention more or less, but it always loses me at some point. Usually when the conference tournament comes back around, it's nice to – Kind of start paying attention again. Maybe this is on me. I didn't even realize Coach K came out and said this was last year. Are you kidding me? Did that? He did that a while ago. Uh, towards the end of last season, it's been a while. Yeah, he announced oh, that this wow. would be his last season. Yeah. You know, you would have thought they'd be playing this up a little bit. More. I imagine they'll really play it up once well, the madness. Well, starts. yeah, on, on TV they, they kind of play it up. You know, it's, it's kind of like a big deal when he's playing somewhere for likely the last time and, and all that sort of stuff. See t- goodbye tour. Yeah, it's essentially a farewell tour, and they're doing well right now. They're ranked seventh, like twenty-seven and four, I think. Pretty good record. Overall, uh, but no, yeah, this is see you later. I mean, he's got to be pretty old, seventy something. Oh, he's dude. He was coaching the because I mean, he's been coaching Team USA since the like nineties. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, so it's it's been a bit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you know what's going to be a, d- a stupid, expensive ticket is going to be his last game because Duke games are already absurdly expensive. Oh yeah, I mean, plus those kids are going to be camping out for. Well, it's for, gonna for be, weeks. It's going to be during the tournament, so every game they're playing could be his last game. Wow. You know? Well, I'm, I'm saying the last game at Duke. Oh, Cameron? Yeah, I, I mean, that's what sucks, too, is, like, um, you know, Cameron Indoor will always be there, and maybe we'll go see a game of basketball, whatever, but you can never say you, you went there when Coach K was coaching. Dude, I love the, the college basketball stadiums that are like that. I wish they could keep playing in the cage. Oh, yeah, UMass, yeah. Yeah, like, unless you're... Unless you're like Kentucky, I mean, every every one of these stadiums could pack a stadium. Mm-hmm. But unless you're like truly one of these massive programs, why would you ever go to a larger stadium? I mean, I feel like it's overall more about the atmosphere than it is about like 
maybe the ambiance, so to speak. Like maybe you want to see like there's a big difference between half-filled stadiums that look like they're a big place and like a, a cage area where people's loud. You know, it's up and down. It's like shaking. Yeah. And you know, these colleges aren't supposed to really be out for making a profit. So that's true. <laughs> they, they got their priorities out of whack. Yeah. a little bit. They, they should be in the entertainment game. Um, but no, I mean, his last game will be. They'll be. Uh, a lot of money on the line to get that last ticket. No, yeah. I mean, dude, speaking of tickets, right? And every so single team is going to want to be the one to get them out, now that I think about it. You every think? coach who's going to be coaching against him is going to want to be the one who took and, Coach K out. And Coach K's career. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not a Duke fan by any means. I kind of hate Duke. I'm pretty anti-Duke. A lot of people are. But I might have to put some. I might have to put my my money on Duke to win the Natty. That'd be you know when you're looking for a good storyline, a good way for everything to end. That's the only way that makes sense to me. Yeah, that's that might be the popular bet for yeah. March Madness. Yeah. Um, but anyway, speaking of tickets, right? So a long time ago, we did a little segment on how cheap NBA tickets were. This and this is the beginning of the season. That too. was like in December. And so this is even before kind of the narratives have been shaped, and you kind of know that, which teams. That are was pre Omicron. That was a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, but but anyways, now it's somehow the tickets have somehow gotten even cheaper. Really? Where you can go Celtics at Pacers in Indiana, that's gonna be nine dollars. Oh, when you said to get that in the at first, I was like, I was thinking it was gonna be here. I was like, damn, nine bucks. Well, but still, still, dude. Um, and then Trailblazers at Lakers. So in Crypto.com Arena, that's eleven bucks. And th- those are two teams fighting in the. I mean, not, I guess the play-in tournament's relatively new, but that's supposed to be like a tight game with consequence. Well, dude. Okay, and then the the real absurd one is is Spurs at Grizzly, and the Grizzlies are a fun team. John Morant in Memphis, cool city, six bucks to get in the building. It's it'd be more expensive for you to get an Uber there. It'd be more. It's like a sandwich. It's probably cheaper than a hot dog. Yeah, that could be cheaper than a large popcorn soda. Oh my god! Um, yeah. But the, the the real interesting one. So for comparison, right? You Knicks, said the last one was the real interesting one. Oh well, okay. So <laughs> I take it back. But but just for comparison, for a Lakers game, the Lakers versus the Mavs still at crypto is still only nineteen dollars. That's LeBron versus Luca, and you can just go for nineteen bucks, and that's just to get in the door. Yeah, but still, still. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's good. I have no qualms against that. In fact, I hope that stays that way like forever. And so, for comparison, you've got Warriors at Lakers, fifty-four dollars. Okay, still reasonable, reasonable though. And then the most expensive game that I could find just to get in the door was Knicks at Seventy Sixers for eighty-two bucks. Something doesn't make sense there. The last time we did it too, I swear the Knicks game was the most expensive. What's going Knicks on? Knicks Bulls was the most expensive game I mean, last time, but Knicks Bulls would make sense, yeah, sort Knicks, of. Yeah, back then at least too. But this game isn't even at MSG. This is in Philly. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it, the Embiid and Harden piece makes sense, but I still can't wrap my head around the Knicks. Well, okay, so so here, I know I've said this before, but now listen to this. So a parking pass for the Heat-Nets game is $77, roughly twice what it is to actually go to the game. Maybe maybe that's what they're doing. They're getting in the parking business now. I guess that's, that's where all the money that's, is. That probably makes more sense, you know? I mean, I guess so, but dude... Um, and where are you getting the tickets? Tick pick, no fees. It's pretty clutch. Yeah, not bad. I mean, last I tried to buy tickets, or at least looked at tickets. I saw StubHub. I saw a couple other places, um, but I imagine there would be fee. No, the, I mean, there's plenty of them, but I don't know. I go on Tick Pick, and they're their biggest things. No fees, super easy. You get your tickets, and dude, I mean, the tickets are dumb cheap. Well, so why the, not? What's the next one coming around Boston? Do you know? Hawks, Celtics next week on the March first. Fifteen bucks. It's not bad at all. Go see Trey Young. And, this, I mean, the Seas are balling right now, if anything. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's, that's that on that. Um, I feel like I had something else to say about, 
about the tickets. But the, there's the parking. Parking. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe NBA tickets are just are just cheap now. Like I said, no qualms for me. I hope it stays that way. I think the fans win and uh, do your best to not drive into the city. Yeah, like maybe that's it too. Yeah. They're they're trying to de-incentivize driving. Yeah, they're, they're going green. Yeah, take take the train into the game, and we'll reward you with cheap tickets. But um, yeah, we we gotta talk about this um, MJ rookie card thing. Tell me what you what you found out about that. Yeah, so there's there's this so MJ owns a NASCAR team, 23XI, I believe it's called. So like 23, you know, 11. Maybe I'm butchering that, but I believe that's the name of the team. And so Kurt Busch races for him, and Kurt Busch has like a MJ. Um, rookie card. And so he asked MJ, can you sign this for me and I'll join your team? And MJ said, when you win your first race, then I'll sign it. And they're saying that card, if this guy wins a race, could be worth half a mil at least. What? Yeah. 500k. Wow. Yeah. I mean, M MJ knows what he's doing. It's, that's he, the right way to incentivize he, he's him. He's a right smart there. man. He's yeah. not going to just hand out free, free cash. No, no, seriously. That's cool though. When so when does the, all those motorsports start relatively at the same time? I imagine NASCAR starts getting warmer. I think NASCAR's first race is always the Daytona 500. Mm -hmm. So that started what last week? Oh okay. Yeah. And then they run through the fall. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of a long season. And then F1's obviously starting back up. F1 starts in March, um, and then that runs until the December of the following year. Mm -hmm. F1 had their t first round of testing this week. That's how I know I'm kind of becoming an F1 geek. Yeah. When I was all I was all jazzed up about testing, just yeah. testing the cars. Um, you know what? Another league that's kind of uh, on the up and ups in the racing world, and this is I haven't I barely watched. It. I think I've only in, seen it in passing, but it could be the next big thing. Apparently, is drone racing. I've heard of that. I think you I know, brought it up before. I was pretty skeptical when I when I first heard about it. So, people in my notes they held they held their championship last week, and they had twenty one million viewers. And just wow. like for comparison, the NBA Finals last year, Bucks Suns, at best did like nine. So two, roughly a little under two and a half times the amount of people are watching drone racing than are watching the so, NBA Finals. So here's my question about drone racing. You might not know the answer to this, but like, how does that work? Like, are there like human operators, human operators just yeah. like with a little remote controller, just yeah. drone? And is it is it straight line? Is it up and no, down, no, curvy? It's like, a, it's like a course, and they're going 80 miles an hour. Wow. That, so, so here's my thing. Again, drone racing, a lot of times the drones are the ones doing the filming. Of a lot of these yeah, things. So, they, so you got drones camera. filming drones? Well, I think there's the first... I mean, like I said, I haven't watched this, so I don't know. We have to investigate. But I imagine there are ample number of cameras that get, like, the whole course. And then each drone, I would right. imagine, would have their own first-person views as well. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Where, um, do you, where do you see drone racing? Just that so they probably on, have a website. I, I want to say this is on Twitter. That got 21 million views. No shit. Yeah. That's Twitter, crazy. Twitter aired it. And, Twitter Live? Uh... I think Twitter hosts broadly. I've seen like the C's games on Twitter before. Huh, interesting. Yeah, you just like click it and you can watch it. But the the CEO Nicholas, uh, I might butcher his last name here, uh, Horbachevsky. Yeah, he was their founder and CEO. He said that seventy percent of their fans of this like you know big massive league. Keep in mind they have hundreds of millions of fans. They just so happened the championship had twenty one million viewers. That over seventy percent of their fans don't watch the Big Five: basketball, football, baseball, hockey, uh, soccer. That's interesting. I mean, you got to wonder what else they watch. Maybe they watch no, motor well, racing. That's, well, that's the thing is the idea is uh, these are people who, like, aren't traditional sports fans. Like, they like tech and they like, you know. They like drones. They, they're like drones. They're drone, excited yeah. by the word drone. Yeah. They're, they're more drone fan than they are sports fan. And, like, 
Um, their TikTok presence, they have 3.4 million followers, which what up 400% in the past year. So that's like roughly five times as much. And that's bigger than the MLS and the NHL, and it's coming up on the MLB. And dude, dr- drone leagues, or this drone league has got to have the lowest overhead of any sport doing this much viewership. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're probably going to explode. And think about F1, I mean, how, too, like, where you can play the games and there's all that. Like, like, how expensive could it be to operate a goddamn drone? Well, I imagine these are super nice drones. And Naturally. I think, yeah. No, I don't want to discredit that yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't even know they went 80 miles an hour. That's fast as hell. Do you know how big they are? I think in, I mean, no. The, the short answer is no, but I would imagine if you saw it in person, you'd be surprised about its size. That being said. In, in fact, I, I, I imagine it's bigger it than the average size drone. I bet that thing's got to have a hefty motor to it I'm or gonna, engine, it whatever they call it. I'm going to look it up. Drone racing size. Racing drones are small. 250 millimeters is the Dude, that's standard tiny. size. Yeah. 200, and just to uh, put it into to they gotta have. I bet that's, they have some crazy. That's around 10 inches or so. Dude, I bet they have some crazy commentators. If you thought soccer had wild commentators, I bet drone racing should, is, is should, off the chain. Should I find a clip? Let me pull this up. Just look up the drone racing world championships. I wonder how long they've been around. Probably like a couple years. Yeah, this is recent. Now, I mean, I, again, it's like, how do you even become a drone racing operator? Like, how do you realize that this is like something that you're really good at, like driving a drone? It's relatively new. Is that inside? Yeah. Wow, they do it inside. I was picturing outside, dude. No. I have no clue what to expect here. Right. Whoa. Look at that. Whoa. Dude, this is kind of electric. They're like going through hoops and stuff. This is what I was picturing. Look how they like light up. But I pictured it outside. Dude, you probably can barely see this thing. Yeah, look at that. It's going for first uh, first person right here. Are there no fans because of COVID or do they just not have fans? <laughs> I imagine it's more of a streaming league. I don't know. I feel like it'd be kind of dangerous if there were fans. Yeah, well, look where they're they're making them race through. That's crazy. Well, that's nuts. I, I can, can see I can the see, excitement. Yeah, I, I, can can, see the yeah, I can see the excitement. I can see why a lot of people like that. Um, I wonder how many teams there are. I mean, we don't have to get too in the weeds with it, but that's cool. I like it. Yeah. Um, really quickly, you know, to to par to to shift from. Um, drone racing to, to the NFL really quick. I know there's, again, not much NFL news to be had, but um, in terms of, like, again, early bets on next football season for the NFL, for the Super Bowl, in terms of most popular bets being placed as a future to win next year's Super Bowl, the Jets are fourth. Behind, so it goes Bills, Bengals, Rams and then the Jets are the are the forced most at least for money, not like odds. In terms of like, money, so oh, okay. they're they're at plus twenty thousand. Yeah, but in terms of money on them, they're ranked fourth <laughs> ahead of the Chiefs. I I kind of believe it. You know, I can see the Jets fans really rallying. You know, the, you can't be uh, you can't continue to be bad. The Bucks got to stop somewhere. Do the Jets even have like a united fan base? I mean, well, I think the Bengals surprising everybody is probably uniting some of these lower tier sports well, teams that want to believe. That's what I think is happening. I, I don't think it's even the Bengals. I think it's the the second year quarterback narrative. I was listening to the radio and they were saying like. That's why you can't screw up this offensive coordinator hiring for the Pats. It's like you, you don't want to stunt Mac Jones's growth. Because if you look at Pat Mahomes, second-year quarterback, Josh Allen, mm. Justin Herbert, like these, guys, these guys, in theory, are all supposed to, if they're really that guy, they take massive leaps yeah. in that second year. 
So they, maybe they're thinking that about whatever his name is. Who's the Who's the fucking guy in the Jets? Uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah. yeah. If Zach Wilson pulls it around and has like an unreal sophomore season, then the the Jets have their guy. But I'm going All to hold my to breath. Him. I'm going to hold my breath there. Yeah, I mean they got quite the they've got quite the mountain to uh, to climb there. And in terms of uh, football too, or just like in the sports world, the best job low key could be being a broadcast guy. Not much different than being a podcast guy. Well, dude, we we thought it was the the news guys on the uh, like, like the whoa, shams oh, and them oh, on like the breaking news guys. They, but they got to handle a lot of information. But it's but it seems like it's just straight up broadcast. Well, what do you got? Aikman's thinking of uh, leaving Fox for ESPN. Apparently, the contract they're offering him is around the same as what Romo's making. Romo's like ten year, one hundred and eighty mil, and I mean that's a lot of money. I mean that's probably. Aikman played in the 90s. He certainly probably wasn't even making half that. No, 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 no. He'll be their, their lead analyst. So if anyway, to your point, actually, I didn't think about that. That's a way for these guys to kind of make up the money that they couldn't have made back then. That's probably why Magic was on, on TV so much. Yeah, he's probably like, damn, this is where the real money's at, and I only got to show up a couple times a week, and I don't have to be in tip-top shape. Dude, isn't there something fundamentally wrong about that, though, that Troy Aikman is sitting up in the booth making 18 mil a year? And there's maybe like one or two guys on the field making anything close to that. Some, some something feels wrong. I think there. if the players started to put two and two together, they'd realize something's a little off. You know, they, they <laughs> like like, some, a lot of people are eating good off of their hard work. Like I just don't get how someone can make more as a broadcaster than a player. No, I mean I, it makes sense on the surface. Like we think about in like uh, like the importance of the the roles in a way. Like you would think the people actually playing is a little bit more important than people talking about it. But then again, maybe the broadcasters are closer to the consumer. Like I mean, people. the broadcasters are more tied into like the advertising dollars, I guess. But yeah. there's nothing to broadcast without the players. No, yeah. I mean, also, I think it's more indicative of these uh, broadcast wars, so to speak. ESPN's trying to be relevant again. Fox is, you know. Apple TV. <laughs> Apple TV, Amazon. Uh, so I think they're trying to lure them with superstar contracts. It's hard to turn down. Yeah, and then you were saying um, Joe Buck might, might go with them. Yeah, I think Joe. Well, I think Joe Buck's also in that category of people they're trying to lure away. If anything, Joe Buck should be more valuable than Troy Aikman. Joe Buck's versatile. He yeah. does baseball and football, yeah. not just football. Well, I mean, maybe that's what the, the thing is with Aikman. Maybe they're talking about because it's their lead analyst, presumably for the NFL. But if you're in those shoes, maybe you branch out too. Shit. Maybe they're a package deal. I don't come if if you don't hook up my my man Joe yeah, too. I mean, I guess Sean Payton would be the one replacing. Or at least that's the, the talks. Sean Payton would be replacing him on Fox? That's the, the thing. I don't want to see Sean Payton in the booth, that's, man. That's what he's, he's mulling it right now. Oh, he's that's mulling going weird. to the booth. Well, because he, uh, he did formally say that he will not coach in 2022. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I don't know if he, he said, he didn't say he's done from coaching like indefinitely, but he's definitely uh, done from the Saints. Wow. Fuck, wow. I do. It's, it's really insane how much money those guys make. Oh, man. Unbelievable. And I guess just to kind of wrap up um, a little bit in uh, interesting sports news, we always try to mention some a little bit. So apparently at the University of Wisconsin, when they play Jump Around, uh, like the song in the stadium, there's like a center a couple miles away from the stadium that records like earthquakes. And when Jump Around plays, it, it measures on their uh, sensors. I can believe that. Yeah, that's probably yep. like a good, that'd be like a, that's probably like a goal they have in, in the venue. Like it's like the, let's break our. Our decibel, not decibel, our uh, our quake meter or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, whatever the measurement is there. But with that, I think we're going to wrap up for today. Yeah, short little Saturday night episode. Yeah, it's, um, the, the evening is is wearing on us. Yeah, it was still good though. We hit on we hit on all the good stuff. Yeah, and go we, to go to some basketball games. Yeah, no, seriously. At this point, with tickets that cheap, like why wouldn't you? You know what's what's next in the evolution? Like baseball was always a cheap one. Now it's clearly the NBA. When are, when are, you think NFL tickets ever go back down? Go down? Mm, probably not. No, probably not. Probably not. But that's the thing. These these real sports got to start competing um, with the virtual sports. Yeah, with the the others. Yeah, or making a name for themselves. They got to keep up somehow. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, wait, wait. One thing, actually, I, that I forgot about. So an F1 thing that just came to my mind. So there's one American team. It's like Haas Racing, Gene Haas. Oh, he's they like, just, they're, they're lost their sponsor? Yeah, well, no. They, so Haas ditched Urkeli. Mm-hmm. Well, so the background, this Haas team is, like, terrible. It's American. They're terrible. So they yeah. had to go find this Russian guy, mm-hmm. um, something Mazepin, to, like, sponsor the team and he only agreed to do it if they like were the Urkel or Haas or Urkeli Haas which is a Russian company and Haas given the whole Russian situation they booted Urkeli so they're like rebranding their cars just Haas and they like voluntarily sacrificed all this money too that comes with that um so now too they might be like kicking out his son who's one of the drivers really so they're just like completely driver and f1 isn't going to they're completely postponing the russian grand prix damn Um, they're gonna find some uh up and comer to to drive the sponsorless car well they're saying they're trying to throw an american in the car really yeah but anyways that was that's all i had on that That was pretty good oh yeah Yeah. relevant last i'll be be watching i mean isn't it March 6th that it starts? No, so Drive to Survive comes out on March 9th, okay, and I yeah. will be binge-watching that yeah. in about 12 and hours. And it all comes out at once? Yeah, all at once, and it's on the like past season, so it's oh, like reflecting yeah. back. Um, and then I think the first race is March 18th, 19th, 28th, something like that. Coming up. Yeah. March is a cool month for sports, I've realized. Now that I'm into F1, there's a lot going on. Yeah, and you know it's approaching spring. Stuff to be hopeful for, right? Yeah, basketball's totally. getting good. Playoffs will start for sure. All right, All right. Now that's a real wrap, everybody. Yep. We'll, right. we'll see you in a few days. Yep. Peace out. How do you feel?